We are two years into the COVID-19 pandemic as I record this podcast, and it's time I feel for another morale boost. In my own life, I continue to see people cracking under this continued stress and pressure. Cracking under pressure? That isn't us. Yielding or compromising on our standards and principles? That isn't us either. We, we find a way to thrive in all conditions. But again, it doesn't hurt for us to huddle up from time to time to remind ourselves of that fact. We'll dive in right after this quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks, and start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 80 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. I, to be honest with you, didn't think another one of these COVID 19 related morale boost episodes for this podcast would be needed. I just didn't. I didn't think it would be going on this long, but I feel that it is needed. If you're one of the millions around the world who are frustrated with that fact and our progress sliding back in some areas of the world, you are not alone. This thing just keeps dragging on and on and I totally get the frustration. In fact, the reason why I decided to record this installment today, this is the, as I recorded, the 21st of January, 2022, is because I broke character a little bit today. Nothing huge, just a little bit, nothing major. Now, I am not consciously aware I am under any additional stress or pressure from the pandemic. I know millions upon millions of people out there still are. I don't think I have any problem with the associated lockdowns and other rules and the other impacts, but I cannot prove that I'm not subconsciously somehow affected, so that kind of worries me, and I decided to go and create this episode. So I'll briefly tell you what happened. It was no big deal, but I briefly lost my cool. What happened is I was at home and I needed to dispose of some large boxes that were accumulating in my garage at my house. 
So I packed them up in my car and drove over to a local dump, which is a landfill or a place you can discard trash in, in, in America, near in my area anyway. Now, I arrived at the facility and parked my car as far away from everyone else, as is my habit, because I like to avoid people dinging my cars or scratching my cars in, in uh, parking areas, no matter where I go. So, no problem so far. Everything's perfectly fine. So, I throw away my trash, my boxes and everything, and I get back into my car, happy as a clam, getting ready to go home. I look over and there's this guy standing there fussing at me, looking at me, fussing at me, gesticulating angrily. He wanted me to leave and he was agitated about it. Now, what happened was he pulled in and parked next to me very closely to my car while I was unloading. I was already there, parked far away, there's nobody near me, and he pulls in really close to my car. But I didn't notice him and it didn't matter because my mind was on what it was supposed to be, what I was doing when I'm in stacking wins for the day, like I normally do, like I do every day. But he got angry with me when I got back in my car because he wanted me to go. He didn't have a lot of room to go get in his car and open up his driver's side door, but that was his fault. He's the one that parked close to me. No big deal, just a little stupid thing, right? My problem, my problem where I went wrong is I didn't like the way he was looking at me or speaking to me or acting. And I am not proud of this, but I lost my cool. I rolled down my window to confirm he was talking to me, which he was, because I don't want to you know, make a mistake there, misjudge what he was doing. Once I found that out, I promptly said a series of very profane things to him that were insults to his appearance, his actions, and his intelligence. I won't repeat those things here because they're unpleasant. I ended that barrage, that short barrage, the whole episode and then took maybe like 60 seconds or something. But I ended that barrage by telling him to turn around and get in his truck or I was going to smack him in his fucking mouth. Again, I am not proud of that, but I still have this weakness I may have mentioned from time to time in prior episodes. I have this weakness where I can lose my temper when I feel overly disrespected. I'm not a hair trigger, bad temper person, but I don't stoically keep my cool with like monk-like patience like I should. And that is what happened here. Again, I am not proud, not proud of immediately escalating like I did, but fuck that guy. No, 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 never mind. Wait, what I did was wrong. It was it was wrong, very, very wrong. It was wrong because he doesn't matter. He might matter to someone else, to his family, to his friends or whatever, but he doesn't matter to me. So what I should have done, what I should have done was the least possible thing to go on about my day and just ignore him and forget about his, his, his existence. That's not what I did. I ran my mouth, threatened a guy. Now, he turned around, spun around. He didn't want anything. He immediately stopped talking talking to me spun around jumped back in his truck and he got kind of like a squeaky voice he was he was a little scared but i didn't i didn't really mean to do that i just wanted like the, the unpleasantness to end i didn't want him to direct any more negative energy at me and i shut him down probably a lot harder than i should now was this due to me being stressed out over covid Heck if I know, really. I don't, I don't think so, but maybe. I just wanted to go and share, kind of confess to you guys, you know, that just like all of us, we all have our weaknesses, and sometimes we uh, stumble a little bit, and that's what I did today. If I saw him again, would I apologize to him? Fuck no, fuck that guy. But he, uh, he needed to learn that lesson, but I'm, I don't make a good choice of a victim um, for that kind of behavior. Uh, but again, I should have just like shut him down more tactfully 
and just kind of left because that could have ended very, very badly. Like if he had decided to go and escalate too, I, pr- I, pr- I would have made good on my word and I went over and made him, I would have made him stop insulting me. But he could also could have went to his truck and turned around with a gun and things could have went very badly. So there's no, no point in escalating this stuff just over, you know, two guys um, with, uh, you know, kind of short fuses, short tempers. It's, there's no point in doing that. How many people out there have gotten in or are sitting in jail or gotten killed in over a bar fight or over losing their temper out in public someplace? It's just, just ridiculous. And I don't recommend it. And in a future podcast episode, I'm going to dig into that more on how I really feel about in, in, in great granular detail about how to handle conflicts and disagreements and arguments but it's not today today i want to i want to stay focused on the positive stuff because just by my direct observations i'm seeing a lot of people struggling with pandemic continuing on and the endless lockdowns and the rules and the frustration and i see a lot of problems just boiling over in public and i want to try to do my small part to try to address that so here it goes you and me we us all together need to finish this pandemic strong. I know you are of like mind with me because, although that's how you found me. That's why you know about my books, the Gentleman's Guide series. That's why you're listening to this podcast. I don't advertise anything. You're the one that found me. You and, you and I, we're together in this. Our day-to-day approach from the Gentleman's Guide's books still is still exactly the right approach. Still, like we have said from the start, when you look back, when this mess, this whole pandemic, all this trouble is finally done and over, whether it's within a year's time, two or three years, five or ten years, it doesn't matter, it will end. And when it does end, when you look back over the course of what happened, you want to be proud proud of how you conducted yourself during that time, how you spent your time, and how you supported and treated people the entire time. So my first point is, you know, understand this. Again, this crisis will eventually end. It doesn't feel like it will. If, if Some are saying they're going to go on forever in some form, but it won't be this level of severity forever. That's what the kind of the science is saying, as I understand it. I hope that's right. Now, it'll end either by tapering off or burning out or otherwise your area of the whole world reaching herd immunity. I don't know exactly when. I'm not sure the best experts and virologists in the world know either. In some places, the vaccination rates are close enough to the so-called herd immunity levels and newer mutations of the COVID-19 virus are sort of hitting the pockets of people who don't want to get vaccinated. And those people are, just to try to look at the sunny side of that street, at the bright side, if I I can call it that all of that together is driving us closer worldwide globally to a sustainable herd immunity level that's what i understand i am no expert i'm just trying to listen to the best opinions and fact-based science out there that i can find now anything can happen as we move along in this crisis the universe can and does throw us some curves But we have reason, strong reason now, to be cautiously optimistic about the future, based on what these real experts are saying. All right, let's talk about some of the basics relevant to the issue of managing your way through a health crisis or pandemic like this. Again, our rules don't change. Our approach from the books still applies. Your mindset. What is the mindset that I am saying is applicable from the book that is relevant to what millions or billions of people are going through now? As I said before, it is the same as what you are doing before the pandemic hit from the book. The same. 
What do I mean exactly? From now until we turn the corner on this mess, you continue to make progress every day towards your goals, just like you always have been doing. And that specifically includes taking care of your health, both physically and mentally, your financial goals, your career goals, your business goals, your family goals, your educational goals, all that stuff. No matter what, just like the book says, just like you were doing before the pandemic started, you need to be a strong asset to your family and friends. That means money. That means investing time. That means emotional support. Whatever is needed. Now, since they're going through the same trials and tribulations that you are, they may, you may need to put more time and emotional support to these people because they need it. I extended that whole be an asset thing from family and close friends to include neighbors and community for now for crisis purposes. Uh, and that, to me, includes being generous with service workers everywhere that I encounter them. I'm always kind and polite and generous, I think, in my normal dealings with everybody that I encounter, whether I know them or not, out in public. But I extended the concept in the book because I think that being a little nicer to everybody doesn't really cost you much time. It may just take a, a couple words out of you and a smile to really make somebody's day and make them feel a little bit better. And you should do that. Treat people better because, you know, who knows what others are suffering through as this mess drags on. They may have issues at home with their children, childcare, school, problems with their money, job loss, all kinds of things. You just don't know. And they may be having difficulty navigating through it and surviving it. And maybe just a kind word from you may just make their day just a little bit brighter. Okay. So then after, afterwards, after we turn the corner, what do you do? Do you do anything differently? Nope. You do exactly the same thing from the books. Note that none of this says, none of what I'm recommending says, wallow in misery, stay in bed all day, get up at noon and play video games all day, quit your job and sit around and sit on your fat ass and do nothing and feel bad for yourself. What I am saying is it's more about taking action and having a plan and a philosophy and making high quality decisions every day, even on the smallest things and driving forward, driving, driving, pushing forward towards your goals in the highest quality ways. You don't let off the gas at all, at all, when it comes to stacking those wins towards your goals. If anything, maybe you, you press down harder on the gas pedal and go harder. If things become too much for you, you know, we all have our limits, right? If the stress or pressure gets to be too much for you and you find yourself a little wobbly, go back to your life priorities. Go back to your priorities right out of the book. As a reminder, your life priorities from part one of the first book, The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book and The Gentleman's Guide to Excellence are, number one priority is you, your health, and that's both mental health and physical health. If you aren't well, the whole system might break down. You need to take care of yourself. Priority number two is your goals, your career, your business, and your education. So the first two priorities here are all about you, which sounds totally selfish, but it's not. Because the reason why you're doing all that is to take care of the people at level three. Those people are your family, your partners, your children, and your closest friends. Again, the reason why you're putting so much effort and pouring so much energy and so much time out of your life into building out and maintaining and strengthening levels one and two around you is because you want to be as strong of an asset as possible to these people, the people that you care about the most in the world. That is not selfish. It is selfless. 
Levels 4, 5, and 6 are girlfriends. Level 5, casual friends and acquaintances. And level 6 is everybody else on the planet. There's only 24 hours in the day. And to be honest with you, the pandemic and the special demands and pressures you may have in your life may be squeezing your 24 hours more than they normally would. That's all okay. Just please keep these priorities in mind as you decide what to do every day after you get out of bed. I promise you, having this kind of structured approach to how you think about your day and how you conduct your life will pay off immensely. Even in crisis times, you basically don't change what you do. You're the same solid, predictable, reliable person that you always are. I'd like to wrap up by saying, again, as a reminder, this crisis will end, but history tells us there will be more. There will be more. There will be others. So you need to be prepared. Soon, over the next year or two, things will be better, and in a few years' time, human nature being what it is, like I've said before, people will have largely forgotten about this period. They'll have forgotten about COVID and coronavirus, and they'll be laughing about what happened. But you, being the smart person that you are, you being the person that protects your family and your closest friends, you being the leader that you are, you learn from this. Don't forget what happened. Again, more crises might be coming. We had the 2007 to 2009 financial crisis. That wasn't a health crisis, but it almost put us on our backs, right? Now, we got this issue in the 2020, 2021, and now 2022 issue. Only a dozen or so years later after the, uh, the last financial crisis, what's in anybody's crystal balls telling them that this is the last major crisis? There will inevitably be another health pandemic. There certainly will be another financial crisis, in my opinion. And you being the man that you are, the leader of your, of your family, strong, rock-solid person who supports everybody around, you need to be prepared for that kind of stuff. You need to be prepared for the good times and the bad. In short, more crises are inevitable, which means you need to be ready and prepare. Prepare in between. Financially, physically, all that. All right, that's all I have for today. Guys, you stay strong out there. Sustain that energy and effort for however long it takes. Let's get after it. Let's go.